Welcome back to the Tangent Podcast. It has been a while, my friend. I How believe are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I feel like we've said that a lot. It's been a while because oh, yeah. we have a lot of a lot of large breaks in the past, but it feels good to be back. And I think it's been uh, seven months since the last episode, if I'm remembering correctly. Seven months too long, my friend. I agree. I've I've missed it. I've missed it. It's a good um, time. Well, we're glad to, we're glad to be back with you guys as well, and hope that you enjoy the new and improved tangent moving forward. We're going to be um, hitting it hard now, releasing content weekly, and bringing you guys some awesome, awesome stories and urban legends. So we're excited to be back with you. <clears throat> we are indeed. We are planning on a weekly release Monday mornings, to be exact. We're going to try our best. We'll see how well it goes, but uh, we're really excited to get back on the on the wagon wheel, per se, and start heeing some oxes. I don't think that's the right saying, but I'm going with it. I don't think either one of those was, was the right <laughs> saying, but... Well, on, onward and upward, I guess. Um, onward and upward. Yeah, we're excited to be back with you. Um, we do have another beverage for the day. Oh, we would never, we never cut out the beverage section of this uh, uh, lovely show. We might need to switch over into sodas as well as energy drinks because I think we're running out of energy drinks to try. We are. Like, I mean, this is technically new, and I've never tried it, but it's technically just Monster. It is Monster Energy Zero Sugar. So it's different. I read the... Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's different. Go for it. All right. People have been blowing up our inbox for years asking for Zero Sugar Monster. We got it. But this ain't soda pop, dude. Making a Zero Sugar drink that's good enough to earn the Monster M ain't that easy. Finally, with a retooled energy blend, new sweetener system. A sweetener system? A okay. system. <laughs> that- that makes it sound so much cooler, I guess. And after hundreds of failed flavors, we got it right. Monster Zero Sugar helps fight fatigue, improve mental performance, and focus, and motivates you to work, I mean play, harder. So generally, you feel pretty dang good. Zero mon- Oh, that says damn. Pretty damn good. I was okay. about to say, you censoring us. <laughs> Zero Sugar Monster Buzz. Unleash the beast. Hey, only 10 calories, too, huh? Nice. Yeah. Get okay, this green uh, top though, top tier. I love it. Oh yeah, they should have done this a long like time it. ago. They it looks so cool. And they just brought this out. I think this month. Oh my it gosh, mine exploded like original over monster. My desk. But they already had that zero sugar, the blue one. Every, um, yeah, the the zero ultra lines. They have. Well, oh no, yeah. that's zero carbs. You're thinking well, of the. So, well, they had a low carb one, but then they also carb. have a zero sugar one. It's uh, the one in... So they have the low-carb one, which is, like, the light blue. Uh-huh. And then they have... It's, like, a... You'd, you'd recognize it if you saw it. It looks similar to the other one, but it's, like, a black can with a bluish background and then, like, a silver M on it. I'll, I'll just... I'll send Zero you the sugar monster. It looks Oh, like yeah, no, I've seen that. Yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking so about. They, and I thought that this is going to be the same thing, just like rebranded in a different can, but I don't think it is. Here, I'll bring up a photo well, for uh, those who are watching on YouTube, if they care that I'll, much. Also, I just saw this when I looked this up. They, oh, they have it on Amazon. Um, the Monster Ultra Black. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, it was like a black can, and it was like a, I don't even know what flavor it was, like a black cherry or something. But that one was my favorite. I haven't seen it in stores for like two years. I'm gonna be honest, dude. I think I like this better than the original. Ooh, that's really good. That's dang good. It's very, it's really smooth. And it's not overly sweet. It's like the original's got some tang to it. You know, it's got like a, a nice Ooh. like kick to it. This one doesn't have that. It's me- like it's really mellow. I like that. 
Eh, who would have known zero sugar would have been a better option? What is this new sweetener system? I'm curious. Yeah, seriously. Um, let's Dude, see. This has so, 500% of your daily vitamin B12. That's a lot. Half of your, how do you, half of your riboflavin. Um, oh, riboflavin's vitamin B2? I never knew that. Okay. I don't know anything. Um, oh, erythritol. I think that's a... Is that stevia plant extract? Sure. So I think erythritol is like a more natural... Whereas, like, aspartame and sucralose are more... Yeah, it's an organic compound. A four-carbon sugar alcohol with no optical activity. I knew that. Yep. I didn't know that. All right. Is, I'm going to give that a solid, like, 9 out of 10. I, I really was going like to give that. it an 8.5. Ooh. That's nice. That's a, that's a will purchase again. Oh, for sure. That would be like... That'd be like a daily driver for me. Although I'm trying to cut mm. down on caffeine a little bit, so I am too. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, what's next on the docket? Well, I got some space news for you. All right, let's hear it. So this one's pretty cool. It is a radio signal that was detected from a galaxy that is eight billion light years away, Jeez. which breaks any previous record for the furthest radio signal that we've detected in space. And they're saying that this radio signal comes from broken down hydrogen atoms, or I don't know if they're broken down, just hydrogen atoms. And so when hydrogen is like feeding stars, like it's the fuel for stars. Sorry, I had a hiccup. Um, so when hydrogen is the fuel for stars, it will emit um, a signal that can be detected on the electromagnetic spectrum. And so that's detected as a radio signal. And so this this hydrogen that emitted this symbol is believed to be around 8.8 .8 billion years old. <clears throat> and again, it's the furthest thing they've ever detected. So this was detected in India. They have a big radio telescope there. And so, yeah, pretty cool. It, they look for this type of signal when they're looking for alien life. This doesn't mean that there is alien life, but these are the kinds of things that they'll look for to... Obviously, they're, they're predicting this This is coming from a star or something like that, but any kind of radio signal is always, you know, a potential sign of something out there. Oh, so yeah. it's pretty cool. But just think about that. If you were traveling at the speed of light, it would take you over 8 billion years to get there. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't think that's anything we're going to have to worry about in our lifetimes in terms of alien life. How long were the dinosaurs? 65 million years, right? Something like that, yeah. I don't even think the yeah. Earth is 8 billion years old, is it? I don't know. How Probably old not. is the um, Earth? 4.5 billion years old. Okay, so... So this yeah, signal that we detected was sent off... Uh, Four billion years before the Earth was created. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, four point eight. Well, you said it was four billion or four point five billion. Four point five. Okay, so it's four point three billion years older. Yeah, that's insane. I I do wonder in the overall age of the galaxy how young Earth is. Like, if we're four point, if this is eight billion years old, like how old is that compared to the total? like universe you know yeah how old is the universe do we even know do we know that 13.7 billion years old so yeah um they can study the different so there's like, no way them, they can look at space rock and say the universe is 13 billion years old i mean i i mad respect for all scientists whatever but there i <laughs> no there's no way so, I may be pulling this out of my butt, but I did take a class in school that was called the universe in college. Ooh. And so we studied like the formation of the universe. And from what I remember, they can tell based on the big bang, like how far the radiation has spread throughout the universe and based on how far it's spread and like the makeup of the cosmic radiation they're able to determine the age by that i could be completely screwing that up but i know it has something to do with the radiation it's like the cosmic microwave background that's what it's mm. called dude um crazy idea what if we did a second podcast just on space 
Dude, I would love that. We could call it, uh, uh, I don't know. We'll think of a name and then we'll make it happen. Um, yeah. But if so you have ideas, cosmic, let us know, please. Oh yes, let us know. So the cosmic microwave background theory is a theory. So the Big Bang produces all this big explosion, right? Expansion of the universe. Um, and so it was very hot at the time. And then as it expands, the gas within it cools down. And so um, this radiation that's emitted from things cooling. So the radiation is basically the heat uh, left over from the Big Bang. And so that's called the cosmic microwave background. And they can tell by this radiation or how it's cooling or the composition of it across the universe, like how old it is. So they can tell by how that radiation has basically decayed or aged how old the universe is. And and who knows? We could completely be way off by like it's 13.7 billion years. We could be off by like 13.6 billion years and the okay. universe could be very young. On kind of that same topic, if you guys are a fan of the mysterious and unknown, there's a strange show that I started watching on Netflix. It's called... Uh, Ancient Apocalypse? Is that right? Let me make sure. I've heard know. I've heard about it. Um, is that the yeah. one with Graham Hancock? Yes. So yeah. apparently it's super controversial, so I'm not saying it's true or anything, but it's very interesting. It's about a guy who believes there was a another advanced civilization before us, and he goes around the world looking at like proof of that like how there were like they're like giant pyramids that are underground that they're like there's no way they could have built these with the technology that we thought they had like we thought they were just hunter gatherers at this point but they were able to build these monumental structures that got overgrown anyway really cool but you just reminded me of that because you said we might be way wrong in history or whatever which I mean, if if this guy's right, we were d definitely incredibly wrong about our history, which is always a possibility. And I think it's important to keep your mind open to that, that we don't actually know everything. That we right. could be and wrong about a lot of things. So I, I don't think we're necessarily wrong about, like, believing that people didn't have technology and things like that. I think no, it yeah, was a, yeah. different, a different level of advancement. So... Like, if you think about ancient history, obviously we've never found, like, old iPhones or, like, electronics, right? Right. But you you think, like, technology over time is just people developing a new way to perform a task. And so, like, a better way to perform a task. And so you think that in the past, when they didn't have all this modern technology like we have today, they had a better mastery over how to do tasks, like, everyday tasks. And so I think that their understanding of like how to live without modern technology like utilizing the laws of physics to their advantage like coming up with creative ways to build huge megalithic structures right like it it may not have been impossible even though it seems like that to us but maybe they just had a better grasp on how to do it a different way and um what i think is sad is so i watched the joe rogan interview with graham hancock because he was kind of like plugging this show on there Okay. And the, he said that he gets ridiculed a lot because of his theories and like oh, yeah, mainstream sure. media or mainstream science like doesn't accept him as legitimate, which like science, I feel like is the exploration of truth. Like we, we know a tiny microscopic amount of what's out there. Like, right. In my imagination, yeah. we do. like we don't know much of, we don't know anything, dude. We don't know anything. And so to say that like one guy's wrong about a theory when he's got evidence and you know, things that back it up and things that he can show, like that just blows my mind that people can, that's insane. Like, that's back to it. That's what science is, is to explore what we don't know. And, it, and, you know, see all the options. Yeah. So I think anyway. money has severely corrupted that, like search for truth yeah yeah anyway if you if you're interested in that kind of show it's on netflix called ancient apocalypse it's entertaining i'm not going to say it's correct i'm not going to say it's wrong <laughs> you make that choice yourself but entertaining nonetheless i anyway. do love shows like that like did you ever watch the show ancient aliens how long ago was that um 
It's probably within the last like 15 years. I think I remember I watched an alien show as like a kid on cable. So TV, it started in 2009 and ran for 13 years. So but um that one's a little more like they they kind of will like there's like a narrator and so they'll like some scientists like Giorgio oh, Tsoukalos yeah. the dude from the aliens memes on there all the time but like he'll come on and say something and then the narrow narrator will be like does this mean that there is ancient aliens that lived under the ocean like and so he'll uh, just like kind of jump to conclusions based on a little bit of evidence that they hey, have but it's entertaining that's what i see it as. it's fun yeah, it's it's pure entertainment and it gets you thinking in new ways which i like but all right yeah. well should we get uh, moving on to the the ghost uh, story right oh right shoot holy on hold on, hold on hold on hold on let me grab it let me grab it okay got ourselves a short personal encounter let me pull it up so that people on YouTube may read along if they so please. Also, Spotify has videos now. I didn't know if you knew that, but yeah, when we upload the videos, it'll also go to Spotify and YouTube. Everything else will just be audio. Anyway, this one's a fun title. It's called, I Think My Dead Cat Still Visits Me. Ooh. <clears throat> Back in September, my cat who was like my best fr friend to me, died of kidney failure-induced seizure. Oh, that's so sad. I don't think there was anything we could have done, and we've buried him in our backyard. But ever since he died, at night when I'm about to sleep and I have my eyes closed, I could feel a cat jump onto my bed and walk around, claw the sheets, lie down, etc. It's hard to describe, but it's like feeling the movement of something without feeling the actual thing. I only feel this when I have my eyes closed and my lights are off, which is strange. I felt this happen most nights since he died. I enjoy the feeling of it, to be honest. I miss having him with me at night. Anyway, this could could this be him visiting me or I told my friends about it and they said that it's probably a coping mechanism and that I'm imagining it and but I'd like to think I'm not. I'd like to think my boy is still visiting me. What do you all think it could be? Hmm. That's kind of a fun, cool one, though. Yeah, it's it's rare you get a kind of a feel-good um, ghost story. Yeah. So I I don't know. I like the ones you know that say we we've covered one or two in the past where it's like a, a loved one. Showing that mm -hmm. they're still watching over them kind of thing. And I like to think that's a real thing. When someone loses someone close and it could just be the end of the world for them, right? Even if it's just, right. like, if it's a cat, like, animals are just as important as pe to people as, you know, other people in some cases. And that could just shatter a person. But if, if, if in the afterlife somebody's hurt by my loss and I'm able to come back back in some way and give them comfort knowing that I'm watching over them, I'm 100% going to do that. Right. Yeah, and you're right. I think I think that if we believe that people have something that carries on to the next life, like why wouldn't animals? Right. Yeah, you know, all dogs go to heaven. That thing. Cats, I'm not so sure of yet. But... <laughs> not all. Most. Not all. <laughs> Um, that's a great story, though, and I, I don't know. I'd like to think that it was actually this person's cat, but, you know, there's no way of knowing. That is fun. Yeah, that's cool. I would want my dog or cat to come visit me. I had a, I had a young fish, beta fish, when I was a <laughs> child, named Chin. We named him Chin. Chin! Because, yeah, because we're not stereotypical at all with beta fish, but... <laughs> Um, I wish Chin would come back and visit me. We had lots of good... Uh, he had lots of good fighting matches with my finger on the outside of ah, his nice. little glass bowl there. My yeah. beta fish was named Flipper when I had one. Flipper. Mm -hmm. yeah. We had one named Chin, and then the next one was named Chen. <laughs> Should I name um, the Crimson Chin? <laughs> the Crimson Chin! Um... I have a I have another little creepy thing that I discovered the other day. Have you heard of Loab before? 
Loab? No. Look up Loab on Google Images. So I don't know if I want all to. The, with all the AI-generated art coming out. Oh yeah. This guy, this guy in Sweden, discovered this character that kept popping up in his AI image generation. Oh, I hate it. And it, so it's this lady that has like these red eye sockets and weird-looking skin face thing. And so he would like he was consistently seeing this character pop up in different like AI-generated images that he would try to generate. And like he would see some of the tags associated with the images, I think is how it worked. But they would all be with this name Loab. And he like started seeing it more and more as he was like gener like diving more into this AI generation. So it's the theory is that like the AI created this character named Loab and it's like come to life within the AI. That's horrifying. Isn't, isn't that weird though? Like it's creepy. I hate that more than I think I should. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's get onto the main topic of the story after uh, 20 minutes of recording. Which is the great state of Indiana. I think. I don't think I knew a single thing about Indiana. I was gonna, yeah, I was like the, the whatever state, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. The, the Colts. I know they have the the Colts. That's, and that's all I know is they got the Colts. I know my wife's brother lived there for like two or three years, and that's about all. Went to school there, but uh, let's see, um, state flower the Paonia, the Pe Pe Paonia State. Happy birthday. It's the Peonia State? No, that's just their state flower. Uh, um. Oh, Indiana's name means Land of the Indians. Okay, that makes sense. Or simply <laughs> Indian Land. Anyway, if you're from that great state of 6.8 million people, as of 2021, this one's for you. And we, uh, we grabbed... I grabbed one, maybe two if there's time. I think... You also grabbed one, maybe two, if there's time. Is that yeah. right? I I, yep. I didn't fully read it. I, I'll probably I'll probably just do one. Um, and it's fairly short, but yeah, I'll just I'll probably just do one. Okay. Well, what do you got for us? What's what's uh, one of the urban legends that is in the great state of Indiana? So this urban legend is a cryptid, which I love cryptids. Oh, and I don't like um, cryptids. They make me feel weird. So there's actually a lot of cryptids that I was able to find in Indiana. One of the most common is like a Bigfoot type creature. They call them the Grassmen, um, hmm. and they they're like four feet tall, but they look like Bigfoot. So four feet tall. There's a lot of other random. Like apparently they have massive snakes in Indiana. So I've seen some pictures of guys out in boats on rivers, like holding these massive snakes. So. There's a lot of, like, snake water monster type urban legend cryptid characters. But this yeah. one that I found was an encounter with a cryptid um, back in 1955 on August 21st. This is called the Green Clawed Beast of the Ohio River, but in Indiana. <laughs> so um, <laughs> when you sent that to me, I was just like, I'm like, what are you going to do for Indiana? And he goes, uh, the, the whatever of the Ohio River. And I was just like, wait, hold on. Hold on. We're not doing Ohio, though. That's why you texted, oh, I thought you were like, oh, that's cool. But now that you're saying that, I'm like, oh, he probably thought I'm stupid. Like, <laughs> Okay. Um, so this green clawed beast is an underwater fiend. There's one, one reported encounter. A lot of people say like, oh, yeah, I've seen it before. But one imported, reported like actual encounter with it. Um so is that what's, that's this, what's behind you right your photo this is a river monster it's not that specific one but i would imagine it's much the same i think this is i think this is the creature from the black lagoon i was gonna right? say that looks like it's from an old movie so yeah i'm pretty sure it's creature from the black lagoon um it definitely is okay so this underwater river monster back in august 21st 1955 mrs darwin johnson had an encounter with this Dar and she Wait. was swimming in... Mrs. Darwin? 
Yep. It was a different time, and it, it was, was Indiana, too. So. Um, it's true. Um, so she had an encounter with this where she's swimming in the river, and she feels something bump against her leg, and it kind of freaks her out, but she keeps swimming. She's there with, a, like, a friend or a couple friends or something. And so this is near Evansville, Indiana, but she's out in the river just swimming, and her friend Chris Lamble, who is also a Mrs. Mrs. Chris Lamble, um, was there with her, and I believe at this time Chris was on the shore watching what happened. She had been swimming, but she at this time was on the shore. So all of a sudden, Mrs. Johnson claimed that she was clutched around the knee, so something grabbed her, and she said that when she looked down, it looked like this large, hairy, claw-like hand. Ew. So it felt like a hand, but it had big claws. She said it had... I've read reports of it having scales on it as well. <laughs> And then she could see that it was attached to like a larger mass, but she couldn't quite get a really good glimpse of like the full body or make out many other features other than the large, hairy, scaly, claw-like hand. So Gross. she was she was just like barely out in the river, like probably 15, 20 feet offshore. And so she was like working to get away from it and the things like trying to pull her up under. So her friend is like just watching as her as mrs as darwin johnson is like yanked under the water and so somehow she manages to like kick her way free a little bit and then as she's like swimming back to the shore she gets grabbed again and this time she was grabbed like from behind like it wrapped around her body um and so she said there were two hand two arms with these claw like hands that wrapped around her body she said they were fairly big arms too like like grown up man if not bigger size <clears throat> she said it definitely wasn't a person um but grabbed her from behind and so her friends like screaming you know trying to figure out what's going on and mrs johnson gets pulled under again and then she comes up again and she's like trying to get away and then she is able to grab this inner tube that her friend had thrown to her that chris had thrown out and so she grabs this inner tube and I guess when she, like, I don't know if the splash was from when the inner tube was thrown to her, like, her jumping across the water apparently scared the creature away. So, like, okay. it got freaked out and then ran away, which to me is weird, because if you're fighting in the water and, like, splashing all around, like, why didn't it get scared away then? Yeah, but then that's, a, just that's true. But then you grab a tube and, it, like, it gets scared. So it goes away. I don't know. Maybe she kicked it in the nuts or something, and then it, like, swam away. So she didn't see it after that, but uh, they had police came like they were able to get a hold of the police somehow. And so she had like tons of contusions on her leg. She had a lot of scratches. And one of the weirdest things that on her leg, she had this stain that was in the shape of a, like a hand. So it was a greenish blue stain that Ew. appeared on her skin. And at first they're like, oh, this is just one of the contusions. But all of her other contusions were like that reddish purplish color. Yeah, yeah. And this one was like a like a bright greenish blue color. And they tried to they could tell it wasn't a contusion. Like doctors and police looked her over. They said it wasn't a bruise or a contusion, but it, they couldn't clean the stain either. It took like several days for the stain to be able to go away. <clears throat> and so that, that was pretty much it. That was the encounter. And they never really got a full look at the creature, but they did say um, from their reports and what other people have claimed that it looks like what's called the Thetis Lake Monster or Thetis Lake Monster. And I'll post a picture of this, but looks similar to the thing behind me, the creature of the Black Lagoon. And that uh, the Thetis Lake Monster is like a human man-sized scaly humanoid that's up in canada and so it's known to attack people like with its really sharp fins and claws um and it's got like fins on top of its skull that it, that it attacks with so um similar to that they call it a quasi humanoid <clears throat> quasi quasi humanoid i like I that that means like part humanoid i don't know but apparently they're like bipedal creatures so this uh thetis like monster walks on two legs and if it's similar to this green clawed beast then that may be a bipedal creature as well but again other people have claimed that they've seen it um and yeah so there was a reporter that um 
he like looked over the story and said that he uh kind of looked into it himself and he said that he had some like was able to see the beast in the water but never had like any encounters with it or anything and then there was also a man who claimed to be an air force colonel that came forward and also said that he had had like not an encounter but like a close interaction or sighting with yeah sighting not vision but sighting of the thing as well so hey high-ranking yeah, military people don't mess around they don't government officials definitely don't lie to us so never never cmk never. ultra episode <laughs> um but yeah so it's it's kind of a fun legend now it like people still get freaked out about it at that section of the river that it's still a thing and people still claim that they've that they see it um right. there haven't been any other actual like physical encounters that i've been able to dig up but a lot of sightings oh oh yeah the other cool thing sorry there's another cool thing so this uh the day that this encounter happened august 21st 1955 was the exact same day that um there was a super scary case of the hopkinsville goblin who apparently was a bulletproof alien man um what what and yeah so he was like a little bulletproof alien dude and that's like one of the most like creepy scary famous like ufo ufology cases that was that was done and it was this around this same time period i don't know um where the hopkinsville goblin was hopkinsville I would imagine so. Nah, I was right. But uh, so the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter, um, close encounter with extraterrestrial beings, uh, Christian posting? County, Kentucky. So there. So this day there were some sightings in Kentucky of these Hopkinsville goblins um, at some farmhouses there, and so they said that they were. Um, they saw some unexplained night lights in the sky the night before. But then also, Darwin Johnson, this day when they were on the way to the river, I believe, she and her friend like saw something weird flying in the sky as well. Um, and so that was pretty weird. But yeah. um, And then she said in a story that she told to like two different newspaper journals that she believed that her leg had been grabbed by, quote, one of those little green men from a spaceship. Hmm. So it's weird that same day, one of the most famous, terrifying, like, ufology encounters. And then she also saw something flying in the sky before this happened. That is. claims that it was like an alien. So quite the coinkadink. Hmm. I like that. Kind of a fun one. Yeah. I like I like cryptid cases because they seem they seem more real to me than a lot of the other urban legends that I read. Okay. Because it's fair. like a physical creature. I don't know. Like, no, yeah, I get weird. that. Cryptids are interesting to me because I once read an article or maybe like listened to a podcast or something. I don't remember exactly, but it said something along the lines that like, we have not even kind of discovered every single type of animal there is animal, insect, right. bird, you know, all of those things. It's like, like yeah we know most of them but there are still a lot out there that we've never even seen or encountered and that was well, just like also, wait what <laughs> it's also like we live in utah which i would guess has one of the higher like mountain cat populations in the in the country at least like our mountains yeah um, we've got a lot of mountains how, how many times have you seen a mountain lion i've life? never like, seen a mountain lion in my entire life there is probably a large concentration of them in the Utah mountains. I've seen one twice. I've seen a cougar and a mountain lion, but it was like chance encounters with them. One night we had a mountain lion walk into our camp and we saw it like in the glow of the firelight. It was a cougar and then it just like booked it down the mountain. And then we had one run across the road in front of us one time when we were going up camping. But Jeez. those are the only two times I've ever seen them. And like not many people get the opportunity to see like a mountain lion or a bear but there's tons of them out there and so even animals that we know about that like are pretty normal out in the wild like we rarely see them uh colorado has the highest mountain lion count if you were wondering okay 
but I believe Utah is top three. Yep. I will tell you, it was one of the freak. I was like probably seven or eight when we saw that cougar. It was one of the scariest things ever. Like I remember we were up super late. It was dark. And you just like see the eyes come into the firelight. And yeah, then cat eyes of, are freaky. One of my uncles just like stamped his feet and then it ran away. But yeah, hmm. it was freaky. Well, thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. What do you got for us? Well, let's see. I've got, uh, I'm going to start with one that is uh, creepy. I like the creepy, like, unexplainable stuff. Like, you like the cryptid stuff? I think we got a good dynamic going on how we cover both ends of the spectrum. Anyway, mine's just like, what the crap? That doesn't make any sense kind of thing. Mine is the woman in black, I think is the most accepted title of this urban legend. Um, Let me find my notes. I lost them. There it is. Uh, this one calls it the Ghost Lady in Black. This one's uh, Robert Davidson and the Lady in Black. Lady in Black, I think, is just a pretty good name for it overall. Now, this one takes place in 1980 in, uh, uh, let's see, Acton, Indiana. Don't know where that is. Uh, it looks like it is near Indianapolis. Anyway, this man, Robert Davidson, uh, was riding his motorcycle on Interstate 74 when what he claims to be out of nowhere, a really strong rain started coming down, like like a rainstorm. He said the rain was pelting his face so hard that it stung, forcing him to pull over and put on his protective rain gear because he's on a motorcycle. Um... Just as Robert got off his bike, he was struck directly in the chest by a powerful bolt of lightning, knocking his boots completely off his feet. Knock your socks off, take to a new level. That's fun. Okay, first of all, two weird things. Out of nowhere, rainstorm. Not too weird, right? But as soon as he pulls over, he gets struck directly in the chest by lightning. That seems weird to me. Trees, buildings, telephone poles, anything else, why would it strike him? I don't know. I don't understand the science of lightning. But um, so he says he had no well, it says he had no clue as to what had hit him since the force of the high voltage electricity discharge discharge knocked him out into an unconscious state. That would keep him from telling the first responders what had taken place, even though they could see what appeared to be smoke exiting from his chest wound. Ooh. Um. Yikes. Yeah, so. Get to the first responders. Uh, first responders get there and claim that this is a incredibly bleak looking situation, claiming this guy's not going to make it. You know, they're obviously trying, doing CPR, doing everything they can, but they're thinking they're, this guy's done for, basically. And there's not much we can do about it. But, described by several paramedics as a woman dressed in a long back black dress was later thought to, uh, later thought to be an apparition of a lady in black, walked straight for Robert's lifeless body uh, and she was described as wearing 19th century garb it's in the 1800s and it was carrying a bible uh, let's see and at the time of her arrival an ambulance driver and paramedic claimed that the emergency vehicle shut down completely losing all power and rendering itself useless for several minutes during the visit from the, st- the strange visitor uh, he also claimed this should be impossible considering the ambulance was equipped with dual battery backup systems. So, there's not really a way for a person to make a, an ambulance stop working, right? There's two different batteries in it. Right. Um, let's see. 
Meanwhile, the paramedics uh, tending Robert were fighting to save him when the lady in black approached. This is where it gets weird because I've seen two different things. One saying softly touches Robert's chest with the Bible and the other one saying slamming the chest on or the slible onto his chest very hard. Not sure why those are completely different, but regardless, touching Robert in the chest with a Bible in some manner of force, all while hovering over his body and praying. Then she looked profoundly heavenward while lifting her Bible and began talking in tongues and chanting. The lady in black then turned to the paramedics and smiled. At that exact moment, they realized Robert's vital signs had returned and he was showing very definite signs of life. Afterwards, the mysterious lady lifted her kneeling body up and drifted into the crowd, disappearing just as fast as she had appeared. Robert was rushed to the hospital, where he awoke from a coma a few months later. Um, and the woman was never seen again, basically, is what that comes down to. That's weird. So... She appeared out of the crowd. No one saw her come, but then she's like disappeared into the crowd, right? I guess. I don't and know. And then you said it was her Bible that she like slapped on his chest. Yeah, yeah. She, she appeared. It? She okay. was holding a Bible and came up. She showed appeared with the Bible. Did the whole chanting. Some things even say she was doing a weird dance around him, but most of them don't. Um, but chanting in tongues. Uh, hit him in the chest with the Bible, and he's fine. He's in a coma, but he's alive. Right. And then they rush him to the hospital, and he survived. And he claims that, um, he doesn't claim, he says he has no memory of anything on that day. That's weird. So, and the smoke coming out of his chest wound, too? Like, Yeah. That's, that's so strange. That's, dang. And so some people believe that uh, she was out of the past because of the what she was wearing. It looked like 18th, or 1800s clothing. Like, yeah. it, it stood out way weird in 1980, obviously. And I don't know. That's just... That's pretty much it, but... Very incredibly strange. When did you say that this happened? Did you find like did you find the year? Eight nineteen eighty. Okay, that's right. Summer of nineteen eighty. Yeah. That is strange, man. I don't know. Like what do you think? Like what's your theory on it? I don't know. Um what's weird is that like two or three paramedics claim to see all this stuff and say it, but also there was one paramedic as well who claimed he didn't see any of this mm. which is weird if you ask me if two people say they saw something and one says they didn't that is strange yeah like who but do you believe because here's the thing though the one who said that he didn't see any of this did say that the ambulance did go off for like okay two minutes corroborated Something from yeah, the story. He did say, yeah, he did say that the emergency vehicle did completely shut down, but he didn't see the woman. Interesting. So, yeah, like, I don't know. That's hard to believe. If, if it was a hoax, it's convenient that, like, the dude remembers nothing, but... Well, I mean, he I was unconscious. I, right, but, like... <laughs> You know, that's it, it is convenient that like he doesn't remember anything about it, but I don't know that. Yeah, you got two guys corroborating it. I love to believe stuff like this. And I think that I don't know. I definitely think that things like this are possible. I'd never want to discount anything, but that's a crazy one. Yeah. Hit with approximately 200,000 volts. I, I'm not sure, but I'm sure that's uh, a lot. Well, I think people die from way less than that, too. Like and and the, like the fact that his his boots were clean blown off. Yeah, that's crazy. Boots are tight fitting when you're on a motorcycle. I would know. <laughs> Dude, uh, let's see. So this says a good rule of thumb is that when a shock is at or above 
2,700 volts, the person often dies or experiences severe injury. At over 11,000 volts, the victim will usually pass away. Uh, this was 200,000 volts. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, that's <laughs> crazy that he survived. One of the uh, paramedics the- said, quote, he had no pulse, he should have been dead. So was the smoke from its wound just from the impact of the voltage Probably on just it? like the burning flesh, honestly. That's, oh, oh man, that's gross, dude. I wonder if I oh, wonder if the guy. I forgot but, about this. Um, before anybody even saw her, supposedly the woman in black yelled, uh, "I must touch him. Let me touch him," and then walked oh. up. And did all of this stuff. Interesting. It is weird that, like, why does it have to be a woman from the 1800s that's some miraculous healer? Like, yeah, I don't know. That, that's a strange one. It's cool, though. Different so, account here says she knelt by the man and laid her left hand on his chest while she recited the 23rd Psalm. Is that how it's pronounced? The, yep. the Bible thing? Repeatedly striking the ground with the Bible as she did so. Then she stood and spoke passionately in what in what some would later say was tongues as she held the Bible to the sky. While we watched her, like, uh, one of oh, the ahead, while we watched her, one of the paramedics noticed something odd. Though the rain still poured, the woman wasn't wet. When she finished her prayer, she turned towards him with a pleasing and knowing smile and rejoined the crowd where she vanished. With her departure, all power immediately returned to the ambulance, and even more amazingly, Robert Davidson suddenly had a heartbeat. So he was he was technically, like, dead for a considerable amount of time. I, I guess so. I mean, maybe it was just an incredibly low heart rate or something, I don't know, but according to one of the paramedics who was professionally trained, quote, uh... He had no pulse. He should have been dead. Interesting. That's that's a weird one. Um, I wonder how old he was when this happened. Did it say? Uh, thirty-four. Thirty-four. Okay. To the doctor's so surprise, he's a fairly young guy. To the doctor's surprise, David Davidson made a full and miraculous recovery, walking, talking, and ready to resume his life. That's crazy. Should have died. He lived after that. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. I'm guessing he lived to have a regular life, so it wasn't really all that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Um, I was gonna read Psalm 23. I was interested in what it says. Okay, let's hear um, it. It says, David declares, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, classic, <laughs> I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let me say this. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what I was I do, expecting out of that scripture, though. I love, like, the walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That that verse sounds so cool. Like, oh, I don't know. It sounds awesome. I will fear no evil. Like... I don't know. Well, it's Gangster's um, Paradise that makes that cool. Right. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Shadow of death. Good old Coolio, and man. Then, no one beats Coolio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ripped Coolio. Um, That's going to be our new intro and outro song. It's just Gangster's <laughs> Paradise. That's awesome. But I would be freaked out if some lady appeared out of nowhere and just started reciting Bible verses. That would probably scare the crap out of me. Oh, yeah. It's funny. Let's see. Oh, it's not funny. But what happened was I skipped a little bit of the details. Nothing important. But, like, um, when she was yelling, I must touch him, let me touch him, 
they were like obviously being like no we need to save him whatever like get out of the way we need to do our work but they basically uh-huh. just went well this guy's dead already let this crazy woman do what she thinks she can and then let her leave and then we'll declare him dead kind of thing because they had already in their heads declared him dead hmm interesting because that would probably never happen today like with current regulations and oh, stuff oh yeah no that'd never be that would never fly today and i'm sure even back then probably not but maybe she was able to this was a small town so who knows yeah. And when you're desperate to save somebody, maybe you're like, "Oh, we'll just we'll see it. We'll see what happens. We'll just try it." So was it like a was it like a a nun from a hundred years ago, to, or was it a was it an angel? Why were they dressed in black then? Was it a demon? No, they wouldn't have been reciting scriptures that talk about the Lord comforting me, kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. Who knows? I don't know. Wasn't his time, I guess pretty cool though um yeah so that isn't one of the most like popular urban legends but it is definitely the most interesting one that i was looking at one that was like whoa that is strange so if i butchered any of the details if you're from indiana let me know and uh yeah I thought it was rather interesting. I do like stories like that, too. Um, the ones that are like like ghost stories and stuff like that, I love those. But the ones that involve an actual human being, like yeah. where something happened to somebody. Something you can explain. see and touch. Yeah. Instead like of just a the noise that you heard. Healings or yeah. Like, yeah. I heard this crazy story on my mission of a missionary down there. Um in Panama that broke his arm one day, like on a P day or something playing soccer or doing something stupid. And (laughs) so they were walking through the town one day and there's this guy who claimed to be like a pastor or something. And I don't know if he actually was, or if he was like a fraud or whatever, but, um, apparently he wanted to, he was performing healings that day. And so the missionaries pass and this elder had just gotten his arm in a sling, like probably two or three days before. Mm -hmm. And so the guy at the pastor's like, come here, I'll heal your arm. And he's like, no, like, I'm fine. He's like, no, come here. Like, I'll do it for you. And so I guess the missionaries went over and he like, yep. He like healed. Yeah. Kind of whatever. We'll humor this guy. And so he performed this healing and he's like, take off your cast. And the elder uh, said like, I, so I heard this from one of the one of my companions that was this elder's companion previously. So I heard it secondhand from him, but he said that his companion, the elder with the broken arm, was like his arm felt different after, like it felt fine after this guy healed it. And so he's like, "Take off your cast." And so he took off his or take off your sling. So he took off his sling, and his arm was like perfect. No way. It completely healed. Jeez. And so then like a couple days later they're talking to their mission president and the mission president's like, Where's your ki- like where's your sling? Didn't you break your arm? And he's like, Oh, like I never believe it. <laughs> but, like, I got this feeling done. And the mission the mission president was like, wait a second, like let me let me uh let me give you a blessing. And so I guess he the mission president cast a demon out of him, and as soon as he cast the demon out, his arm was like broken again. Uh, no so, way for real yeah so he had to go back to the hospital and get a sling back on his arm because his arm was broken again um but he cast out a demon and yeah he said instantly the guy's arm was like hurting again he's like oh my goodness i get broke again and the mission president's like yeah don't don't go get healed by strangers like just <laughs> don't do it <laughs> but kind of a crazy that's insane you know, those those real life like unsolved or mysterious stories though to happen to people like those are the most intriguing ones yeah definitely something about indiana as well and their bridges need to chill i saw that yeah there was like five haunted bridges at least that i saw if you're in indiana you got a lot of haunted bridges stay away from bridges there's uh Let's see the one in Avon, Indiana. There's one in Clinton Falls, Indiana. There's, uh, I don't know. 
but uh, I thought that was interesting. That was another one I was debating going over. We don't have much time left, but uh, I'll hurry and go over. Like, there's the... Uh, the railroad bridge constructed across the White Lick Creek in the 1850s by Irish workers. Apparently, one of the uh, one of the workers building it fell into the cement, and it, he like it was such a far way down there was no way to get to him, and he drowned in the cement. Ooh. And they were like, "Well, it's gonna be like." thousands and thousands of dollars to dig him out so they just right. left him in there and then just kept building oh. the bridge no that's yeah like haunted bridges man right like, yep yeah totally, he slowly sank down into the vat his fellow workers could not reach him in time at the end they had no way to save him they could hear him knocking from the inside of the vat the company decided to continue building rather than tear down the pylon to extract his body oh Dude, For years afterwards, like like, many claimed to hear knocks and screams coming from inside the pylon of the bridge. Can you imagine, like, being there when that guy fell? And then, oh, yeah. Just, like, watching him sink into the cement, like, screaming. And then, like, having the. Everyone just go, well, let's just keep pouring, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> like, how do, you, how do you make that decision? Like, how. Like, if you're the guy that makes the call on that, like, that's got to be one of the most, like, haunting moments of your life. To watch this guy drown in cement, and you're like, sorry, there's nothing I can do for you. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. Decades later. Okay, so while he was in, his body was in there, people claimed to hear screams and knocking from inside the pylon. But that's not it. Uh, decades later, they tore down the bridge. But after they tore down the bridge, there were many sightings of a man wandering alone on the tracks trying to flag down trains. Did they like, find his body when they tore it down? Like, his bones? I don't know. That's a good question. I bet his body was, like, super well-preserved. Because how does anything really get to it inside of cement? I don't know. Like, cement can get bubbles and, like, I don't know, cement chips and has a lot of, like, true. air holes. I don't know. Maybe. you. Sh I would think it'd be right. sunk in there, like, I would assume that it would be better preserved than just, like, someone who died and was out in the open, you know? The legend has been around for generations. According to locals, those who get near the bridge report hearing moaning, whispering, and pleading sounds. If you cross the bridge on a hot summer day, you may see the ghost of the workers' tears on the bridge. Hmm. Apparently they rebuilt it. I don't know. I uh, I don't I don't like that one. That one's that one's creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's one of three haunted bridges in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. So stay away from bridges is the moral of that story. I saw this thing where it was like, apparently in Indiana, there were seven portals to hell that were opened and six of them had been closed, but one of them was still open and it was a bridge. I didn't see if the other <laughs> six were bridges, but Probably stop bridges. opening portals to hell and haunting your bridges there. No more bridges allowed are in, Indi in, in, in Indiana. Just got to fill it with dirt instead of using a bridge. Uh, one of the other ones is the Edna Collins Bridge. Um, anyway, you can read about those. Lots of good stuff. The Colbert's, Colbertson Mansion is another one I looked at that looked kind of freaky. One of the most popular ones is the Hundred Steps Cemetery. Hundred Stair Cemetery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that one's... one where you count the stairs like going up and then sorry you yeah you tell it. I don't I don't actually know I think you know about more about it than me but like when you count going up and you count going down it's like a different amount or something like that yeah it's like two or three stairs less when you go down or something anyway that's a great one too but it's the last we do not have time for them all and uh we're about an hour so should we start wrapping things up think we should thank you for joining us on this uh kickoff of the new season of tangent we're excited to have you guys back with us and expect good things to come expect great things to come dude we got i got fun stuff imagine we're not gonna stick with like the regular old um template like we've been using today like oh, we're I, breaking out we're breaking out one I want to do, I made a uh, cryptid tournament. I don't know. Did you I see that? that? 
Yeah, I saw that. That'd so I've got one. I've got a big like uh, bracket style tournament of cryptids, and we're gonna pit them up against each other. And um, I don't know that one should be like a live stream or something. Once we get a little that, bit more people, and then like people should. in the live stream can like type in and say like who they think would beat the other one and why, and then we make a decision as a group. Move it on. I've got thirty two cryptids. We're gonna pit up against and see who can find them. You've already picked all the cryptids. Oh yeah, they're all picked and in there, dude. Nice. Oh, I didn't. I just saw the thing. Like, I didn't click into it. But do we want to do episodes where we go over the cryptids and their powers and abilities before we do the tournament, or do we want to do that while the tournament is like happening? In I would say like, while we just go over it for like five minutes, we read like a Wikipedia entry on it and try to go off of okay. that because I don't know if I can do uh, thirty-two episodes on cryptids alone, kind of uh, thing. That would take a while. <laughs> I like the the granddaddy cryptid. <laughs> yeah, so I tried to do it like, uh, um, like uh, March Madness. So let's see. I'll give you guys a, a sneak peek. Uh, the Mongolian deathworm right is that the uh, distant cousin of the Alaskan bullworm? Of course. Yeah. Okay. So we've got the threatening thirty-two. The Scary 16, the Eerie 8, the Fearsome 4, the Terrifying 2, and the Granddaddy Cryptid. We've got Dude, things that good everybody like knows. Japanese like Japanese ones? Yeah, we got some Loch Ness Ooh. Monster. We got the Yeti. We got the Mothman. We've already done that one. And the Jersey Devil. I think we've talked. Have we talked about Jersey yeah. Devil? I think, I think we did. We did. Werewolves. Um, then we got some lesser known ones like... Uh, like these Japanese ones, uh, Teke Teke, a Banshee, yeah. uh, Rokurokubi, Le Mano Peluda. They're all freaky. And I don't the know Baki if... Kujira too, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But I think that'll be fun to just kind of, like, mess around and try, and try and determine what we think would beat the other and who's the skip. I don't know. Should we, should we bait it based off, like, a a fight where the, if they were to fight who would win or is it just like who's creepier how would how would I we think, scale that i think we should call it cryptid cage match and they have to fight like official fight and then whoever's powers beat the other one like okay what if what, what if i made a duplicate of this and we did both Okay. So we yeah, said, all right, this one, who would win in a physical fight? And we move that on. Yeah. And then the second one is, all right, who's, like, actually scarier? And then we pick right, that one right. and move on. So we can get the, yeah, the sure. strongest one and the scariest one. One of these is, like, a spider with a woman's head or something like that. Absolutely yeah, horrifying. It's one of the, the Japanese Roku ones. the Roku one, I think. Yeah, is dude, it? It's, yeah. It's, well, the Roku Kurobi one is, like, the, yeah, the weird one with the head... And it's like a long neck, and apparently it eats oh, people yeah. or something. Yeah. The Japanese ones are the worst ones, man. <laughs> Japanese lore, or uh, not lore, um, mythology, I guess? Oh, the horrifying. Oh, yeah, Yorogumo is the spider one, which is oh, that's horrifying. horrifying. I hate spiders as it is. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, that's the Japanese ones are the worst. We got some some mythology ones in here, like the Minotaur and the Cerebus. Is that how you pronounce that? Anyway. Cerberus, I think. Yeah. Cerebus, yeah. That's just one of the ideas we have for our episodes, and we got a lot more, and I think we're going to do a lot of fun stuff. Not just this whole, like, you know, talking about two subjects things. We're going to have a lot of fun, you know, just some... I... I like topics like this where we will where we'll be able to like debate and like yeah like yeah clash with each other on things and throw ideas back and forth. Might be a good idea. Like really is fun. like you take the top one and I take the bottom one and we have to make our case for why that one's better. So that way, I don't know, each one gets a fair yeah. uh, fight. That'd be so, fun. Or we do a draft. That might be a good idea. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, we're we're Either going way. too far into this, but. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends. We're on every social media. Social media. Social media. Um, we have a website. We'll put that in our show notes. It's anchor.fm slash tangent podcast. There's a support option on that where you can donate monthly. Um, if you guys want to donate one time, do that and then cancel it right after. I don't know how to do one time things. 
we'll work on that. The Venmo is a little too uh, unprofessional at this point, I think. So, yeah. yeah, there's a donate button. Don't feel obliged, but, you know, that'd be great. If you got any ideas for a drink, let us know. And Yeah, or, yeah. or if there's anything, like, one idea that I had, I would love to test, like, the other day I saw this guy eat the most sour candy in the world. So I was like, maybe we'll one of those and test them out. Like, something like that that's maybe... We do drinks, but then also like outside things that are weird or fun to. And I was thinking about that. We could do that for YouTube Shorts, or maybe just a YouTube channel thing, like our yeah. se- like a secondary channel, like a uh, Tangent Goobers, <laughs> Tangent Eats, or something. Tangent Shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll bring you some fun content. We've got some cool ideas, and we're really excited we're to get this back up and running. And uh, again, let us know if you guys have any ideas on what you'd like to see. Um, if you have any fun debate topics that we could do around other urban legends or cryptids or um, yeah, anything you want to see, just let us know. And I think we will continue to occasionally do these states, right? We want to get through oh, yeah, urban of course. legends. And, we got to get through all of them. Still do our fun case files and stuff. Um, I would like to do some more unsolved, like true crime. We've got so many things come down, so just we have a list and... of ideas that's longer than a page at this point. So we're yep. adding to it daily. So don't you worry, we got some good stuff. Yep. So glad you guys are along for the ride. Thank you for the support, and we will catch you guys on the next episode. Always remember to question the unknown. <laughs>